Good evening sa lahat. Ako si P. Renata, Rappler Reporter. Welcome to the second episode of Campaign Convos, isang weekly talk show and podcast ng mga Rappler campaign reporters talking about the presidential and vice presidential candidates of this year's election. So, bagong lahat, magpapakilala muna kami, y- yung mga hosts dito sa Campaign Convos. So, first to my right. Hi everyone, I am Jairo Bolledo, Rappler Reporter covering Caliode de Guzman and Walden Bellio. Hello everyone, I'm Aika Ray and I cover Team Pacquiao Achenza. I'm Ramo Talabong, I cover Senator Spanfilo Lacson and Vicente Soto III to set. Hi, I'm Mara Cepeda, I cover Vice President Lenny Robredo and her running mate, Senator Kiko Pangilinan. Okay lang yun, it's been a very long week. Hi, I'm Bea Cupin, I cover PDP Laban, um, Lakas CMD, and Sara Duterte. Hello sa inyong lahat, live from the West Arena in Valenzuela. Yes. I, I am Lian Bon, and behind and the one I cover is behind me actually, the standee of former Senator and Presidential Frontrunner, Bongbong Marcos. And again, I'm P. Renato covering the Isco-Willie tandem. So, uh, magandang uh, gabi sa inyong lahat. Uh, and this is the second episode, as I said earlier. Yung topic namin, very interesting and very timely. Pag-uusapan natin ang mga proclamation rally sa mga kandidato na nangyari noong Tuesday, February 8. So, um, sa mga hindi nakakaalam, no, yung proclamation rally, it basically marks the start of the official campaign period. So, um, first question for my co-hosts. Uh, ano nga ba ang, ang significance ng isang proclamation rally? Like, people are also wondering, di ba, may mga naganap ng mga events before February 8, di ba? Nakita naman natin yung mga candidates moving around and even holding concerts and everything. So, uh, anong, what makes the proclamation rally different? I'll go ahead if no one wants to start. Go. Then, ano, ano parang, parang pinag-usapan nga nung in the running nung Tuesday. Parang it's been so long, Tuesday lang pala yun. Um, kumbaga, it's the it's the lead, it's the starting sentence of a campaign. Um, yung mas technical side dun ay uh, mag-apply na yung rules as a candidate. So um, I think that's been discussed in a part in a separate podcast. Di ba? May cross promotions tayo. In I think in a way it also sets the tone, or at least the idea is you set the tone of the campaign for the next ninety days. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I wonder what the others think. The proclamation rallies of the candidates are also a chance for them to show of force it also usually we ex- expect them to uh, hold their proclamation rallies at a place where they are strong usually sa kanilang balwarte so for VP Lenny Robredo dito sila sa Naga nag hold ng proclamation rally and show of force siya kasi very easily uh, at least around 15,000 people yung pumunta and if you've seen the aerial shots of the the crowd quite accurate yun, and I was there as well. So, maganda siyang pang-set ng tone also and pang-influence din ng mga botante. Oo, oh, madaming tao na pumunta dun sa proclamation rally ng kandidato na to. So, you should join it. So, it's also a type of a perception war kind of thing for their other opponents. And this is also a good a good opportunity for voters to see what's the central message of the campaign. Um, there are, it's an opportunity for the candidates to translate, you know, their vision, uh, to to say their vision and to um, specify kung paano nila yun i-gagawin uh, in specific programs. Right. So, in short, para siyang ano eh, chance for the candidates to project how strong they are yeah. coming into the race and kung sino yung allies nila, who's, who's on their team. So, um, so, siguro to give an example or to illustrate exactly what that means on the ground, kung sino yung ay kailangan ng lumawas na bit to 
cover the the campaign of uh, of Bongbong Marcos. Siguro unahan muna natin si Liano. Lian, paano ba nakapag-project ng power yung team ni Nasar Duterte and Bongbong Marcos during the rally from the IFP? Yung proclamation rally nila, Pia, sa Philippine Arena was a strategy kasi maraming nagtatanong bakit hindi sa Ilocos Norte, bakit hindi sa Davao City. It was a strategy to consolidate the crowd, their supporters, and a strategy to show just how strong they are. And they are very successful in showing that. Um, yung estimates galing sa Marcos Camp to though, yung estimates galing sa Marcos Camp um, is 30,000 people People made, critics made doubt, parang madami ba, wala, um, madami ba kasi daw uh, maraming empty seats sa Philippine Arena. But we have to remember, hindi naman pwedeng dapat mapuno ang isang arena kasi bawal yun sa protocol, ba? So the half capacity, napuno naman siya. And whether it's 25,000 or 30,000, when you talk to supporters, and kanina nga lang eh, habang pagpasok ni Bongbong Marcos dito sa West Arena, marami talagang sumisigaw ng Marcos pa rin, Marcos pa rin. So, Yung ano, yung kanilang rehabilitation ng kanilang image that people still support uh, the dictator Ferdinand Marcos uh, despite the atrocities of martial law, yun yung gusto nilang ipakita na we are still this many strong and hindi naman yun, hindi siya mahirap paniwalaan seeing that he's leading in the surveys. And another uh, projection of strength is the fact that many of the shared candidates were in their proclamation rally in Bulacan. For example, Senator Mig Zubiri was there, Senator Shirsi, Bongo Marcos, and Sara Duterte. So, kung consolidation of force lang naman, showing just how strong they are, they successfully did it in their proclamation rally. Yun nga lang, sinabi nyo nga kanina ng ibang reporters, if, if this was the chance to lay down the platform, then that was a lost opportunity because this, uh, the, the speech of the presidential frontrunner mentioned nothing about platform and just something about unity. And if you were to ask political analysts, probably they'd say that was a missed opportunity. Pero uh, siguro kailangan tanungin ng lahat ng tao, including their opponents. Ano ba ang hanap ng tao? Yung platform o yung, yung feeling ng hope and unity? And you know, when they play umagang kay ganda, you can feel it talaga. So, yun, that, that's the that's the kind of campaign that they were able to mount and very successfully displayed uh, in the proclamation rally. Speaking of shared candidates, Lian, I think si Rambo has something to say about that kasi medyo nagka-drama yung kanyang candidates, yung kanyang tandem dun sa hindi pag-show up ng, ng ilang senatorial candidates niya. So, Rambo, can you, what happened there? And uh, ano na yung pinaka-latest doon? Okay. So, ang gandang show of force nga talaga siya, di ba? Consolidation. At siya meron kang magko-consolidate ka, meron kang pangububutan ng forces. At ang losers for the proclamation rally, I believe, is the tandem of Lacson and Soto. Kasi kung nandun sila sa Philippine Arena, wala sila kina Soto. So, itong dalawang bitaw ay sina Senators Wingat Chalian at saka Migsubiri. Si Migsubiri nagpaalam daw at saka si Senator Wingat Chalian nagpaalam sa kanila. As in, the night before na dito kami dadali, dadalo sa mas malaking rally. Kaya pwede bang payagan nyo kami. Pumayag naman yung mga kandidato natin kinocover. Sabi nila, basta huwag kayo mag endorse sa kanila kay Nasara at saka kay, kay, uh, kay Bongbong Marcos. Pero ang nag-endorse expressly ay si Senator Wingat Chalian. Kaya today, in-announce ng mga kandidato ko na wala na si Senator Wingat Chalian sa kanilang, sa kanilang slate. Kasi ang sinabi ni Senator Wingat Chalian sa Philippine Arena, ang future President Marcos at future Vice President Sara Duterte. Kaya tinanggal siya. So, 
dito mo na makikita yung problema rin siguro ng agawan ng mga senatorial bets in nga, shared candidates. And the candidates, as as mentioned by Senator Lacton and Soto, syempre they have to make a choice. Syempre, imposible namang nasa two venues at the same time sila. Kaya dito mo na makikita yung priority nila. At ang nangyari, hindi pinrioritize itong si Lacton at si Soto. Kaya ang nangyari sa proclamation rally na dinatlan natin sa kanila, puro video message. As in... majority ng mga senatorial bonds nila puro video message. Yung kanilang mga nandun lang, lima lang. So, it, in, yung kay, kung sinabi ni Lian yung kay Bongbong Marcos, talagang successful display of consolidation, presence, narrative. Feeling ko mas inverse itong kay Lacson at saka kay Soto. Maraming butas dun sa kanilang senatorial bonds. Tapos, hindi ganoon ka-solid yung parang umagang kahit ganda factor. Very, very platform-heavy din itong si Lacson at si Soto. Lian, how come to see Bongbong Marcos in terms of yung yung powers niya as a public speaker? Kasi maririnig ko from some people na hindi siya ganun kagaling mid-speech, like hindi siya ganun pa-charismatic, but I don't know, someone covering him, do you see the impact of his speech on the audience? And do you think it's because of his oratory? Um, no, uh, he's not the most prolific. public speaker. Uh, kaya nga meron siya mga kumakalat na all those spliced videos of him stumbling. Pero di naman siya laging nag stumble But he's not, compared to Sara Duterte, he's not the most prolific speaker. Pag nagsalita si Sara at kadikit agad si President, uh, presidential aspirant Bongbong Marcos, makikita mo yung difference. Not only of being prolific, no, but of charm and actually substance. Kasi naalala mo, Bea, nung nag-virtual caravans sila, Mayor Sara would speak about very specific things that she... Hey, I think nawala yung audio ni Lian. Yeah, Sige, I, um, I didn't catch the last part. Pero de, dagdag ko lang din parang dun sa consolidation and then the, the VP and presidential dynamics. Parang yun din yung... Uh, it's also a chance to show to a wider platform for the for the tandem, no? Yung parang ano yung synergy nila. kung baga, um, heading into the election. Kasi kung, kung baga, pala isipin natin ulit, di ba, yung VP, wala naman siyang defined role. Therefore, hindi naman siya pwedeng kumampanya with a platform. Kasi anong ito platform niya, hindi naman siya pangulo. So yung pangulo dapat may karagang platform. Um, kung napansin niyo ko na si Sarah Duterte, yung speech niya uh, during the kickoff was really building up her presidential candidate, her chosen running mate. Parang kung baga, not justifying, but really explaining to people bakit siya yung pinili kong kandidato, bakit siya yung dapat maging leader. Kasi parang yun din yung role ng vice presidential candidate in a way to build up the presidential candidate. Siyempre problema din doon kung medyo laging behind yung VP candidate compared to the president, presidential candidate. Um, siguro ibang discussion na yun later on. Pero yun, just to add to what uh, Lian was saying earlier. In terms of yung person who can who draws the most crowds, like who do people stay for? Si, si BBM ba mas... yung hinihintay na lahat or actually is it Sarah? Curious na ako. For Bea. Ay, hindi ba rinig? Oh, nawala. Oo, oh, nawala. <laughs> Sige. It's okay. <laughs> Alright. So, um, siguro ibang ish, ibang candidates naman. Like, para sa inyo, yung na-impress ba kayo sa speeches ng mga candidates nyo? Well, for VP Lenny, sige, I'll just go ahead while we're waiting for Aika mm-hmm. to, ano, to to jump in. For VP Lenny, you know, one thing that I noticed with uh, Bicolanos is that when VP Lenny arrives, they're really excited. So I could tell that ito talaga yung baluarte niya kasi, you know, a lot, we, ang style kasi ni VP Lenny for her campaign kickoff, parang it's a series of campaign stops uh, all throughout Camarines so, or tapos kumaga nag-culminate dun sa proclamation rally. And, and nakita ko dun sa Libmanan, sa Tigaon, um, and also in 
Iriga, people were there as early as what, 8am, tas ang dating ni Lenny, 4 hours, 5 hours later, and they were all still so excited. And when they finally see her, they really flock to her, and then they... And then they listen. Like I would, I would describe it as it's they they are at rapt attention when VP Lenny is 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 talking, and you know she's able to to say that the kind of new politics that she is offering is something that they have seen already in Naga City, something that Picolanos have already seen being done um, by VP Lenny Robredo and her long time and her late husband, the long time Naga City Mayor Jesse Robredo, and. Very. Um, she also made sure na nakaakma yung messaging niya dun sa sa mga bicolanos na sinasabi niya na for the long. And I think this is something that stirs, you know, an emotional matinding hugot sa mga bicolanos na for the longest time pahamdam nila lagi nakakalimutan ng bicol. And it still, you know, remains one of the poorest regions um, in the country. And matagal na nilang hinihingi yung PNR, marami na silang hinihingi in terms of infrastructure and development on electricity, you know, farm to market roads, at lagi nilang pakiramdam na nakakalimutan yun. So I think one of the striking messages also of VP Lenny is that, you know, siguro naman kung Bicolano ang Pangulo, hindi na makakalimutan ng Bicol. Yun, and you know, they really listen to her throughout and I think one unique thing about VP Lenny is that she knows that she knows her audience very well. So her main speech was delivered in Filipino. But then right after she said, wait lang ni pa ko tapos, syempre i-address ko kayo in, in Bicol. So I don't understand, I don't speak the language, but I was able to understand what she was saying. Diba? You know, the, the kind of good messaging transcends language. And doon talaga inisa-isa niya yung pag-i-introduce sa lahat ng mga candidates niya, including the guest candidates who weren't there. Uh, even the controversial guest candidates who, you know, didn't appear on stage with her. Tapos talagang yung crowd, they would chat the candidate's name pa ulit-ulit. Tapos parang yung metaphor ko doon, si VP Lenny, para siyang fav- parang yung audience, para silang estudyante, tapos si VP Lenny yung kanilang favorite teacher. Si every time na mag-cheer sila, parang v- sasabihin ni VP Lenny na, oh, awat na, awat na. Tapos tatawa sila. Tapos tatahimik sila kasi pakikinggan nila what VP Lenny has to say again. And so, yun, parang to me, what I felt covering that proclamation rally is that Naga, Naganyos really love VP Lenny. No doubt about that. We'll go more into yung other candidates, pero I think, ay, nandiyo mo si Lian? Okay. So yeah, we have Lian. <laughs> oh my. Sige. So pa, pagsamantala natin na nandito na si Lian, um, yung question ko lang kanina is, um, sino yung bigger crowd drawer between Marcos and Sara Duterte? Like, sino yung pinakahinihintay ng lahat? And who actually gets the most applause between the two of them? Actually, wala naman ako sigurang quantitative or qualitative basis to say who's who, no? Pero I just wanted to finish my thought kanina na he's not the most prolific speaker. Pero wala namang pakialam yung mga tao doon. Actually, every time I go to the rally, he's really, really received well and warmly. And if you talk to them, ito kasi yung sinabi sa kanila ng lola niya, ng lolo nila, ng tatay niya, ng nanay niya. And the fact that you have Mayor Sara Duterte as um, his running mate, so meron yung added factor na yun. Lalo na kung this is part of the Duterte base, yung 16 million Duter- Duterte base. And pareho naman silang um, pareho naman silang crowd drawer. Pero syempre, as in any tandem, dapat yung spotlight uh, nasa presidente. Kaya nga kanina, nung pagdating niya ulit ay Grabe yung electricity ng umagang kay ganda and people shouting, Marcos pa rin, Marcos ka rin. So these are really the loyalists who may have recruited more to their side over the last six years or maybe over the last 35 years. So 
yes, yung speeches niya has no platform. Pero again, my question is, an, may pakiba yung kanyang mga supporter. So yung kaka yung kaisa isang candidate na nag proclamation rally outside Luzon is actually si Senator Manny Pacquiao. So ay kasi ay ko pumunta pong Jensen, General Santos City para i-cover yun. Ay kakamusta naman yung Jensen? Like were they all out for Manny Pacquiao? Kapag nandoon ka mismo sa venue, mararamdaman mo na suportado talaga sila kay Senator Manny Pacquiao, no? Pero kung lalabas ka sa mismong venue, parang ko-konti lang talaga yung mga tarpaulin na makikita mo no pero once you get there mapapansin mo talaga na very excited silang makinig sa kanya at saka talagang sumisigaw sila na nakikita nila si Senator Pacquiao at saka nakikinig talaga sila so katulad ng ano sinabi ni Mara no na kung yung mga Bicolanos talagang mararamdaman mo na love nila si BP Lenny ganun din yung mga taga Jensen kay Senator Pacquiao and ang speech ni Senator Pacquiao actually mix siya of Bisaya and Tagalog And kami personally, yung mga nagko-cover doon, medyo nahirapan kami, kaming mga galing sa Manila, to understand kasi uh, nagbibisaya siya eh. But then you would feel like talagang yung crowd na, they would they, they really uh, support what he's trying to say, sinusuportahan talaga nila kung ano yung mga gusto niyang gawin. Uh, dahil uh, isa sa mga core na pinupush talaga ni Senator Pacquiao no, is yung housing. So marami talaga, kapag sinasabi niya yung mga uh, promises niya, talagang sumisigaw sila na, o kaya pumapalakpak sila, tapos maririnig mo rin talaga sa background na biglang minsan may mga sisigaw talaga ng money, 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 as in ganun talaga. And I think part na din ng parang branding niya, no? kasi yung kung, kung outsider ka at kung pupunta ka doon para mag-cover, mararamdaman mo na parang ano siya, parang ang simple lang nung kanyang proclamation rally at hindi siya yung parang show of force kung yun yung talagang ine-expect mo sa isang proclamation rally. Parang nagmukha siyang mas simple lang at kung ano yung talaga yung parang how he brand he branded himself na simple lang galing ako sa mahirap at mas gusto talaga niyang uh, makipag-usap no sa sa ground kasi dun sa mga performances o kaya yung kahit anong fanfare. Actually, isa rin ding part doon no, na I'm not sure kasi hindi ko na na-monitor yung sa ibang mga kandidato. Pero yung kay, kay, kay Senator Manny Pacquiao kasi, bago siya magsalita, ang nagsalita doon ay si Mami Junisha, yung nanay niya, at saka si, um, yung wife niya na si Jinky Pacquiao. Pero yun nga, di ba nabanggit ko kanina, wala masyadong performances or anything na parang celebrities na nandun. No? Pero nung pagdating nung nagsalita si Mami Junisha, and yung speech niya in all, all bisaya talaga. Tapos parang siya yung naging talagang uh, yung crowd. As in every... Almost every few seconds or every minute ng pagsasalita na talagang tumatawa sila kasi talagang gets na gets talaga nila yung sinasabi ni uh, Mami Junisha. And I think siguro ikwento ko lang sa inyo yung isang part na sinabi ni uh, Mami Junisha. No? Although in Bisaya niya sinabi yun, buti na lang um, sa team namin merong nagbibisaya so na-translate oh. agad sa amin. <laughs> Ang sasabi niya basically na parang nung tumakbo daw, nung sinabihan daw siya natatakbo si um, Senator Pacquiao, parang nag parang medyo hesitant siya kasi sabi niya mawa, parang mawawalan na naman daw ng sako-sako ng pera so pagkatapos so sobrang tawang-tawa yung mga tao and syempre kami din natatawa din kami kay para at the same time din namin din gan ko rin nangyari but super funny so yon parang simple um walang fanfare walang performance wala masyadong performances aside from yung mga nagsusuport talaga sa kanya so parang yun yung sinasabi niya ito si Manny Pacquiao para Actually, same with Isko. Parang surprisingly for someone na nanggaling sa showbiz, walang nag-perform sa, sa rally niya. Walang artista na, nag, ano, na, na nasa stage. Except if you count Vivian Velas na for, has been mostly a government official for the past few years. So, uh, medyo surprising yun. At the same time, refreshing kasi 
yun, medyo iba siya from the traditional proclamation rally. It was really centered on yung speeches ng mga politicians and candidates. So, interesting yun. Pero si Jairo naman covers Caliodi. Si Caliodi, syempre yung promise niya, alternative to the traditional politician. So, gano'ng kaiba yung kanyang rally um, compared to the rest? And did it really live up to being like alternative and non-traditional? Yung Caliodi kasi, kung kanina sinabi nila, show force yung ibang candidates, yung Caliodi parang ang nangyari, nasampulan siya because they have they had no ano eh they had no campaign permit to hold their campaign rally sa bantag ng mga bayani it was also a surprise for everyone for all the reporters covering Leoti kasi parang we had no idea na parang um yeah of course kailangan mo ng permit kasi pandemic and it's pretty obvious that you have to have a permit to hold a big event like that but nagulat kami na inannounce ng Comelec from a different briefing na parang of all the candidates uh, who filed you know For, uh, who requested for permit to hold an event in NCR, wala sila natanggap from Leody. So, yun yung naging ano eh, yun yung naging parang center ng campaign rally niya. Although maganda yung pinaka um, campaign launch sa bantay ng mga bayani, parang yun yung naging personality nung whole day na event sa kanya. Even after the event that we had an ambush interview with Leody de Guzman, the reporters were na, uh, did not ask about his platforms whatsoever or follow up on his certain policies but doon pa rin sa campaign permit and during that ambush interview Caliodi uh, de Guzman admitted that they had lapses and at the same time they had no permit talaga the Comelec kasi requires LGU permit and before you can request for a Comelec permit now sabi ni Liodi Feb 6 daw sila nag-submit but the Comelec says na kailangan nila at least 72 hours to file such permit mm-hmm. during to to process such permit. So basically, hindi talaga sila umabot at nag-hold sila without a permit. The campaign launch itself is yes to answer your question, Pia. Alternative siya in a way na if you if you're familiar with how activists, uh, how progressive individuals, how progressive groups hold their mass organizations, yung mga rally nila, mga piket nila, ganun yung ano, ganun yung feels sa bantay ng mga bayani. Pinili nila yung lugar na yun to be sentimental because si Leone de Guzman and si Walden Bellio, sabi nila, tumatakbo daw sila to fight the, their so-called Duterte Marcos, Marcos Duterte Axis of Evil. So, doon sila, doon nila yung pili lugar and then at the, the place itself, Oh, sakto naman yung mga tao. I, I think based on their estimate, around 1.1 uh, 1.1k people yun nandun. Basta ka ng estimate. Estimate natin around 1,200 to 1,500. Napuno naman, barely yung bantayag ng mga bayani kasi malaki naman yun. Saka may social distancing yung mga tao. So, hindi siya katulad ng ibang campaign events na campaign venues na mostly nakatayo. Doon may mga upuan per tao talaga. And we talked to supporters of Leody who attended the campaign launch. And then most of them, unlike kasi nung other candidates, ang kaibahan kasi kay Cal Yodi, yung mga tao doon ay kilala niya personally or may connection sila. Kasi di ba usually, ito yung mga candidates natin, ito talaga yung mga supporters, katulad ng mga supporters ni former Senator Bongbong Marcos, sinusuportahan nila si BBM because yun sinabi ng lola nila, idol nila o whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Si Calio, din yung supporters niya, ito yung mga natulungan niya, mga kasama niya sa union, mga taong naniniwala doon sa causes niya. So he stayed true to his words and yun talaga yung pinarating nila, alternative campaign talaga and alternative politics. Even sa speech niya, inulit-ulit niya lang yung 
usual na platform niya about alternative politics and alternative economy. So, kabalik na naman ng parang star-lacking plat- uh, proclamation rallies, yung kinover ni Rambo na yung Ping Soto tandem na opposite naman, like, ang daming stars, ang daming showbiz personalities. Pero Rambo, do you think na this is actually helping, especially Laxon? Does it matter anymore for everyone? Does it matter anymore na may artista na nangbabak sa isang candidate? Gano'n ba kalakas yung showbiz factor sa pag-convince sa isang tao na bumoto for that candidate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Siguro kailangan ko tingnan yung history for elections dito sa mga sa, sa endorsements of celebrities. But if we're going to look at the track record of Senator Vicente Soto III, from his first run in 1988, nagpapakita na itong Itbulaga Dabarcads. At tinatawag pa nga siyang vice minsan nila eh. As in vice, kasi that's from 1988, nung tinulungan din siya. As in constant presence sila. So dito nakikita natin na sinusubukan niya ipasa yung kanyang karisma talaga kay, kay Senator Panfilo Lacson. At uh, sinusubukan nilang buhayin yung kampanya. At ito rin yung pinagbago dito kay Lacson at kay Soto sa kampanya sa Proclamation Rally. Uh, the thing about their campaign is nagsimula sila ng campaign launch noong 2021, August. Nagsimula sila ng campaign launch noon kahit na hindi pa election period. Pero hindi nila sinabi na hindi sit na iboto sila. Pero after that, ngayong Proclamation Rally, nagkaroon ng intermission numbers. Nung first campaign launch kasi nila, walang intermission numbers. Eh. Yun, yun, yun daw yung ano, eh, marking factor nila na hindi sila mag-intermission number. Pero since Proclamation Rally na, as in bring out the big guns, ilabas na natin lahat ng ating pwede ilabas sa ating arsenal, ito na nga yung biggest bazookas ni Senator Tito Soto at talagang pinigang-pinigan niya itong mga ito. Nandun talaga si Wally at Wally Bayola at saka si Jose, ba- Jose Manalo, the most popular duo in, in Philippine um, comedy. Tapos nandyan din, of course, ang isang napakasikat na tao, si Vic Soto, na kilala ng mga Pilipino kahit sinong tanongin mo. As in, mas malakas pa talaga yung karisma nitong mga artistang to kaysa dun sa mga kandidato. Kasi sobrang platform-focused yung mga kandidatong nandun. Eh. For example, Minggita Padilla, who's a doctor, nagsaslita siya about COVID. Yung mga tao, kung titingnan mo, aburidong-aburido na. Tapos, kung titingnan naman natin isa pang kandidato, si Monsor del Rosario, I mean, maraming nagagwapuhan sa kanya, sabi ng mga mga batang tinakatabi natin. Pero ang pinag-uusapan niya, Philippine sports, hindi rin sila sobrang na-engage. Nakita lang natin yung mga taong tumayo nung nagpakita na yung mga artista. Lumapit talaga sila sa stage. At habang nakatayo na sila doon, ang galing nga eh malapit na sa stage to mga taong nanumabas na si Vic Soto, Wally Bayola, itong mga artista, so consolidated yung mga tao sa harap, di ba? That was literally before Senator Panfilo Lacson. So nakatayo na yung mga tao, tsaka tumayo si Lacson, speech na niya, at syempre, from the high of the artists, of the celebrities, na carry over na kay Lacson. Tapos sinustain na lang ni Lacson, that was the climax, and then boom, tapos na yung kanyang, ano, kanyang, um, proclamation rally. Kaya sa tingin ko, sobrang useful din. Kasi kung wala sila, pili ko hindi tatayo yung mga tao. Pili ko, baka nga makatulog pa eh. Hindi <laughs> naman sa boring talaga. Pero, kung wala sila, hindi sila pupunta sa stage. Pakanamdam ko. Yung KS ko naman, siguro yung bago lang. Kasi, obvious naman na he would ha- hold it in Manila. Obvious naman, actually, yung ibang politicians doon, dati naman nag-proclaim na they support ISCO like months before. Pero yung bago, siguro yung presence sa mga Duterte supporters and Duterte cabinet members and officials. Kasi, like, uh, I found out from si campaign manager Lito Banaya na in the, in the case of si John Castrochonis, na yung dating agrarian reform secretary ni Duterte, the night before lang siya nagsabi na, uy, pwede ba akong sumama sa proclamation rally? Tapos, 
even other Duterte supporters were were just doing last minute parang inviting themselves to the proclamation rally. So in my mind, parang teka parang may may turning point where they decided, oh, we have to show our support for Isko. So parang mystery na parang bakit ngayon and Although obviously you can guess, right? Because since we're not si Bongo, and this is the first day of the campaign, that they want to make known where they stand. And siguro gusto rin nila maging relevant. Ayon nila mawalan sa ere. And I think these are the people who can't really support Marcos for whatever reason. So Kisco, they decided to go with him, especially since the days before and the months before. Pinaparamdam naman ni Isko na ano gusto niya si Duterte, friendly siya kay Duterte. He won't hand him over to the ICC and everything. So I guess nagkaroon ng clarity where these Duterte supporters stand and we can really see saan papunta yung 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 ISCO campaign kasi talagang hina-highlight nila yung presence ng mga Duterte appointees like very obvious they were put on stage they were made to speak you have testimonials uh, sinasabi na nandito sila like oh announcing the presence of so and so so i think finally we understand where the strategy is and what will the strate- strategy be especially since they have these Diba? them on board and hina-highlight talaga nila. So, some people nga are wondering, it's only a matter of time before Duterte endorses ISCO. Pero hindi natin alam kasi kahit um, yung mga volunteers na yan, yung mga, yung mga Duterte supporters and appointees, they act independently of Duterte or actually more accurately, Duterte acts independently of them. He doesn't really listen to them. They're not, they're not his closest advisors. So, pretty possible na wala, wala siyang pake kung pumunta sila. And he'll just do whatever he wants. Yeah, ano, may question ako sa'yo mabilis bago tayo muna kay Mara. So, yun na, banggit mo mga puro Duterte. So, hindi ka ba nande-deja vu sa mga taong nakikita mo sa kampanya? No? Ay, nako. Sobrang deja vu. I remember, like, ako yung one of the few media na pumapansin kay John Castrichones before. Kasi siya yung nag-organize ng mga Pampanga events. Alam niyo ba yung event na where Duterte had a woman on his lap? Yun, inorganize ng MRRD and ECC yun. And he was just an unknown lawyer then. Pero ngayon, nasa stage na siya ng proclamation rally. So makikita mo talaga yung parang change in circumstance nila. But at the same time, diba, they're still supporting kind of a very similar candidate. So, grabe, major deja vu talaga. Balikat ko lang, Pia, yung uh, about the having celebrities on your on your proclamation rally or on your sorties. Indikasyon din kasi ito ng resources at suporta doon sa kandidato. Whether we like it or not, that that that's just how Philippine politics works. You can't You have to keep people fired up. Even if they support you, they are going to wait for you for hours kasi very unpredictable yung yung galaw lalo na pa nagmo-motorgate or naglilipat-lipat sa mga sa iba't ibang mga bayan. Dati si Binay ay ay covered vice president Jaja Marbinay na 2016 presidential race meron siyang set schedule. Minsan bababayon bigla sa sa ano sa sa wet market. So yung mga tao na nasa sorti place, you have to keep them entertained. And that's where the celebrities come in. So the celebrities are going to be there. Number one, to entertain the crowd. Number two, to make sure that there's no going to be awkward lull moments. Because that, that's a that's a that's a event or organizing nightmare, de ba? Nam biglang may crew crew, walang walang yare. And that's how you that's how you keep the crowd hype all throughout. And ano din yun, um, the fact, indication din nga kasi yun kung may pera ba o wala or not necessarily pera, kasi there are also celebrities who are going to show up to this to these rallies for free. 
Pero, for example, I covered ocho derecho in the 2019 elections. Pihira yung mga celebrities or big uh, big bands appearing on on their sorties. Pero dito kay VP Lenny, kahit dun sa Lenny Kiko Volunteer Center sa Quezon City, may mga nagpo-perform na malalaking banda. And so, that is an indication that will tell you that they, these guys probably have the money to, to pay for the talent fees. Or if not, these uh, artists actually believe in this candidate so much that they are willing to waive their thousands worth of talent fees just to be there and entertain the crowd and help the campaign in the way they can. Pero alam mo, naaalala ko nung 2016, si Duterte, walang artista who went for him in the first few months. Alam, alam ko nung yung Liberal Party, diba nandun si si Nian, yung, yung love team? Si... Si Katniel. Katniel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I don't even, I barely remember his kickoff na parang walang nagsalitang local official. Like, it was... Really kulelat in a way. So parang, it just goes to show, di ba? Like, you can, you never know kung sino yung magenta yes. towards the end of the campaign. Pero mm. since, I guess since Mark, I, I don't know kung may questions pa kayo, pero isang question ko parang, Mark, ito ng isang milestone to na we are finally beginning the campaign period. And so, yeah, the next 90 days or 80 days is already laid out for us as reporters. So, um, yung challenge sa atin, di ba? How to keep how to stay objective and critical when we're constantly embedded in these candidates' teams. Kilala natin yung mga uh, strategists nila, yung staff nila, yung nagbibigay sila ng pagkain sa atin. Siyempre, on the campaign trail, we, we make friends with their staff and their supporters. We're like on the front lines. We're basically immersed in kind of their like world. So parang how do you, when one, stay sane, but also stay critical of what they're doing despite the personal relationships you form with their staff and even with the candidates themselves. Ako, Mahabi. I can jump in. Very, uh, sige, uh, Bea, you wanna... I mute. You... Girl, muted ka, girl. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's a very interesting question and that's a, I think that's a question a lot of um, observers and our readers or viewers might be like, like, it's something they've been thinking about to the back of their head, no? I think, the I, I'm not gonna answer it directly or perhaps medyo malabo yung sagot na to. Pero yung crucial dito nga, yung understanding din, your understanding of your role and the understanding of the campaign teams, the the way the campaign team understands your role, right? Like parang kaya naman kasi yung balance na you're friendly, you have access, but at the end of the day, you have to understand and they have to understand that you're not, you're not a part of the campaign team. Like you may look like you're part of the campaign team kasi like, I mean, I, I'm sure you you remember this from 2016. At one point, parang you spend more time with the campaign team than you do your own friends and family, right? For better or worse. So parang kailangan malino din yung rules. And siguro parinig na hinto sa lahat ng mga campaign staff na mga candidates ngayon, kaya national or local um, postman yan, na parang it, it, I think it's also a, a matter of mutual respect na rin, na parang your role is to prop up your candidate. Our role is not to bring the candidate down like that's not our goal naman mm-hmm. but our, our role is to question our role mm-hmm. is to challenge the candidate ke platforma man yan um ano ba mga um secrets that they may be hiding inconsistencies in their statements and pronouncements so parang yun hindi ko talaga siya nasagot pero sigur- panawagan na rin siguro yun <laughs> sa mga nakikinig na campaign staff 
Okay. Ako, I wanna raise a very good practice na nakita ko sa Phil Star. Kasi, um, napansit kasi si, yung kasama ko nagko-cover na reporter, si, si Save uh, Gregorio. Uh, wala siya lang sariling sasakyan, but to be able to go to to dito sa Bicol, ha? shout out kay Save and to our Phil Star friends. Um, nag, may, may media van kasi na ina-offer um, OVP, um, VP Lenny campaign team. Tapos napansin ko at the end of of a Save story, para may disclaimer doon na clarify nila na, na sumakay si Save doon sa ina-offer na media van but very clear doon sa campaign team and very clear sa editorial team na ano lang yun, wala yung condition whatsoever talagang sasakay lang siya to be able to cover the the Robredo campaign team does not have a say in the story. And I think it's important that, you know, newsrooms do make clear uh, parameters like that like this depende na yon kung anong classing disclosure if it has to be explicit as what Phil Star is doing but i think first time ko yun actually na encounter since i started covering the elections in 2016 na uh, and i think it's a good practice then kasi para dun sa mga readers lalo na para sa mga katulad daming online reporters sa mga print hindi namin hindi lahat ng newsrooms nakapagpapadala ng sakyan kasi mahirap din mag-cover it it entails a lot of money so campaign campaign teams usually offer media vehicles at klaro naman yun sa aming mga reporters na talagang they wala yung wala walang utang na loob doon kasi kailangan din naman nila yung mga reporter na mag-cover but yeah i think that that's that's important for also for newsrooms to set set those boundaries some campaign teams they, who have a lot of that have a lot of resources will also offer to book the hotels for the reporters pero alibawa sa 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 Rappler, Tayo, kami mismo mga reporter yung nagbubuk ng hotel namin. If ever we ask assistance from the campaign teams, sila lang yung booking pero ang bayaran yung opisina. So these efforts that happen behind the scenes are very important um, signals then to the campaign team na kahit, kahit inaalagaan nyo kami sa field or tinutulungan nyo kami in terms of logistics, I will still be as critical um, as I am with all other candidates, with your candidate. I can add, makaka, I guess ano, I also appreciate First time kong campaign, it's something I appreciate ko yung ano, rapper desk when it comes to uh, approving or just striking down stories that are not necessary. Minsan kasi sobrang focus tayo na parang mukhang mahalaga to relatively oh. sa, aking, sa aking birds, sa aking ano, close-up view. Parang mahalaga tong story na to. Pero since our desk, our editors have a bird's eye view, as in mas malawak ka nilang tingin, kita nila kung anong mga story yung nakikita ng mga tao, binabasa mga tao, ano yung malapit sa kanila. Pwede lang sabihin na in the bigger, in the bigger sense of things, yan mahalaga or kung nilabas natin yan para ko pinatulan natin yan parang it it's not important or magbumukang we are favoring the candidate as in meron naman silang prenong binibigay sa reporter na hindi yan kailangan or ilagay mo na lang yan sa later detail of the story kasi tinitingnan din talaga ang coverage natin by the number of stories diba and for angling mahalaga rin yung mga editors na napakarami experience na ipapaalalahan ng kanang uy nangako siya ng ganito pero nung taong ganito hindi naman niya ginawayan Alam mo yung senador na yun, kasi patandaan niya yung mga kinocover, eh, diba? decades of experience. So, ipapoint out ng minders or other other editors and reporters na itong track record niya, by the way. And aside from the editors, I also found it really helpful to not really befriend or be pally, pero parang just to respect our fellow colleagues and to talk with them. Kanina, ano, meet the press sina Lakson at Soto at kinausap ko si senior reporter na si Ms. Mayan Las Banyas sa TV5 and nagtatanong ko sa kanya mag- 
itong promise na to or ano bang paano makakilala palalakad sa pamamalakad sa campaign so maganda rin yun na you speak with your fellow reporters i think para ma-fact check yun ng isa't isa or maganda ba tong angle ng kinukuha ko hindi naman sa pinapaproblema yung angle pero para ma-fact check din or ma-refine mo yung angle kung tama ba kasi mas matagal din mag-cover ibang mga tao dito eh and i guess lastly yung ano constant reminder din sa sarili natin that this really is a psychological war itong campaign sorties is the perfect setup for them to deliver their message so para tayong para tayong mga aso na tinatanggap lang yung message nila at kahit na dinedefend natin since the I, the situation is right the lighting is right the music is right napakadali pa rin pumasok sa utak so maganda maging constantly aware din doon i get i think sa kadagdag ko lang, ano talaga, maganda talaga na nagbe-build tayo ng wall. I mean, yeah, sabi nga ni Rambo, define relationship. Totoo yun kasi ano, kasi mahirap kapag walang wall, kasi minsan parang sobrang kasama mo na sila lagi, tapos parang kung ano na yung tatanungin mo sa kanila. Minsan kasabi mo sila kumain, ba diba? So, kapag, ako kasi personally, madali kasi ako maging close sa mga tao. So, ang ginagawa ko for... for <laughs> Daliwadi campaign. Totoo kasi ano talaga ako eh. Talaga FC talaga. Charot. Hindi ano talaga ako. As in, kahit bigyan mo ako ng one minute, kaya akong kausapin yung tao na kahit never ko pa siya nakausap. So ang ginagawa kay Liodi, before ako nag-start, talagang sinabi ko sa sarili ko na hindi ko sila dapat anuhin. Hindi ko sila dapat i-close masyado. Tapos dapat talaga mag-build ako ng wall. So yun yung first strategy na ginagawa ko. The second one, devil's advocate. As in, Next time naman sinasabi si Yodi, si Walden, mm-hmm. sa, at the back of my mind, dapat hindi ako mag-agree agad. Dapat nandun pa rin yung, nandun pa rin yung pagiging ano ko, fair to sa sarili ko. And at the same time, sa, sa, sa readers, kasi journalist ako at the end of the day, I need to cover them with fairness, accuracy, and balance. So, kailangan ko maging, kailangan devil's advent ako lagi. Dapat hindi ako, hindi pag sinabi mm-hmm. ni Bellion na wealth tax, parang, ay, oo, oh, tama yan. Anihin natin ng mga kapitalista, blah, blah, blah. No, <laughs> hindi, hindi, hindi ganun dapat. Hindi, hindi tayo dapat agad naniniwala. Kasi, para akong, ano, yeah, devil's advocate. And then, the, the third one, gusto ko lang, oh, tama yung sinabi ni Rambo kanina. Mahalaga din to, para madali kumilos on ground talaga. Ang kinoclose ko na lang din talaga yung mga ano, yung mga older journalists kasi this is my first time covering presidential elections. Hindi ko kasi alam yung mga galawan behind the scenes pa, hindi pa masyado. So, sobrang na-appreciate ko yung mga ano, yung mga advices, mga mga chika ng mga matatandang mga senior na journalist, hindi sila matatanda. Mga senior na journalist, mga photographers. So ako nakiki-embed ako sa kanila. So ako, iyon yung isang strategy ko. Invest na mag-embed ako sa campaign. Doon ako sa mga senior, but not necessarily older journalists. Ayun. Mga senior itong dalawang ito, no? Oo, ah, sandot ko rin kay, kay Jairo. Ano, we're also privileged to be guided by our senior reporters. Sina Pia, si Pia. Inulit. I think what people also mis- uh, don't uh, like underestimate is how, okay, there is a tendency to like, maybe be too close to, to the principal that you're covering and his team, but there's also a tendency for you to be like fed up with I mean, mm-hmm. not fed up, pero parang you, you see right through the person kasi ang tagal mo na siyang kinakover. Mm-hmm. Kilala mo na siya, kilala mo na yung habits ng person na yun. Kilala mo yung mannerisms niya. You know their tendencies, you know, parang parang alam mo na kung na, oh, okay, I know this person's lying because that's, you know, like, 
that, that smile is so fake. Like, I know when, when that... I won't name specific candidates. Actually, hindi current candidates, but like people I covered in the past. Like, eventually kasi, sa tagal ng time that you cover them, you see them speak, you see them dodge your questions, you see them mm-hmm. deny what everyone already knows, diba? Parang, whether it be about the campaign or policy or whatever. But you, you really see through the, I'm not allowed to curse, but you see through that. You see through it. So, advantage din yun na baban ka. Kasi yun nga, parang may institutional knowledge ka. Tapos parang may gut feel ka na kung when that person is nervous and then you wonder, oh, why why is the candidate or why is the, the, that official nervous? What's making mm. them nervous? So, yeah, that's, it's, it's, there's also an advantage to it, na, yung sobrang babad yeah. na babad ka na. Yeah. Yung, yung, maner- yung, yung awareness nung embedded campaign reporter sa manerism nung kandidato, importante din yan if you wanna make sure my story ako for the day. For example, merong controversial na na issue about your candidate and you really have to ask him or her or biglang bumababa na sa surveys after being a front runner for so long malalaman mo paano mo titimplahin yung pagtanong eh or paano mm. or malalaman mo paano kayong mga embedded reporters para magsa-strategize kayo okay ano una, ano yung una nating tatanungin tatanungin ba natin si controversial question one or dun muna tayo sa easy questions pa pa-relaxin natin siya kasi alam natin once tanungin natin si question si controver- ang controversial question magagalit Maka, na si kandidato baka mag-walk out. Pare-pareho kayong walang story yan. Nagpagod kayo buong yeah. araw. Yeah. And so, yun, that, 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 that's important eh. Tapos makikita mo din, ma, marunong ka, makakapag-adjust ka with the manner how you're going to phrase your question and how you're going to answer it. Parang, am I going to get the soundbite if, if I'm combative? Or if I'm going to just mellow down a little bit but still but still getting that, you know, a uh, very difficult question across. And this is something that you will learn to adjust as you go along and mas makikilalanin mo yung kandidato. Tsaka dagdag ko lang kay Siguro, Mara, parang use... Yeah. Ay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sige, <laughs> go. Um, just to finish the ano. Hindi, sobrang mabilis na nasundot. Kaya useful din in the in the beat, in the path of reporters, useful to have one reporter who's known for being kind, being yeah. gentle. Kasi, yeah. di ko sinasabi na sa current beat ko to, pero in my past... Um, <laughs> In my past beats, parang may ganong klaseng tao na parang, ikaw na magtanong kasi gusto ka niyan. Parang, mabait yan sa'yo, patient <laughs> oh, yan sa'yo. Parang, parang pag, siya yung nagta- pag siya yung nagtanong, less, less, ano, less maiinis oh, yung Pritzi. Kasi parang, nakunti oh, lang. Kasi <laughs> minsan parang, kunwari, kung ako, mukha ko pa lang yung makikita niya may hawak <laughs> na mic, baka tumaas yung DPD, sir, ni ma'am, di ba? So, may ganun din mga technique minsan yung, kaya it's also important mm-hmm. to have good relationship a good relationship with your fellow reporters. Anyway, I can. Anyway, yung sa akin lang naman, um, siguro dagdag ko lang sa Pacquiao, no? Sila na mismo yung nag-put up ng wall. <laughs> In a way. Kasi na- <laughs> In fairness. <laughs> kasi okay. medyo magka-celebrity na si, ano eh, si Senator Pacquiao oh. eh. So, you'd feel like sanay na talaga sila sa na merong security na nagbabantay sa kanya. And hindi naman siguro parang yun nga. So at least alam na ng mga tao na sila na in a way nag-put up ng wall kasi nga palagi nga hindi mo siya um, nung proclamation rally siguro nakita lang namin siya nung caravan pero hindi namin siya nakausap. Nakausap na namin siya nung Q&A before um, the rally itself. So medyo mahirap siyang i-ambush interview. So so yun, uh, may may wall na siya and hindi mo siya palagi talaga nakikita. Ang point of palaging nakakausap namin is yung staff niya. And I think yun nga, nabanggit nga rin nila na important yung merong distance ka um, in a way but of course syempre hindi naman pwede yung sobrang distance sobrang malayo naman no, from Philippines to Singapore parang gano'n hindi naman gano'n no? pero parang more of <laughs> ano lang 
May personal hugot yun. May hugot yun ata yun. Wow, yung pangunan ng pangunan sa head ko eh. <laughs> no, pero yun nga, di ba? Kasi parang, konting distance lang naman yung, um, yung kailangan. Kasi syempre, pagkausap mo rin naman, o kaya yun nga, nabanggit ni Mara kanina yung uh, pagsakay sa media van, ganyan. Kasi minsan, hindi man lahat nga ng reporters merong um, mahahire na sasakyan. So, I think yung pag, yung mga ganong instances na mga kasama mo sila, yun yung time for you to actually ask them or parang to bond with them in a way. But of course, syempre, parang doesn't mean naman na magiging super chummy-chummy ka na sa kanila or super friends na kayo. So very important parang yung distance. And I think yun nga, same with them na parang makukuha mo yung distance na yun kapag kasama mo naman yung other, uh, yung fellow reporters mo din na naka-embed. And I think important din na for fellow reporters to, how do I say, kung nakayo-kayo mismo yung, um, you have each other's back in a way. Dahil na syempre, kung magkakaroon man ng initan sa sa media, tsaka yung ano, sila yung um, sasama, magiging backup sa'yo or something like that. Yun. Ibabat ako yung question kay PA, yung tanong niya dito sa suspending the magic of the candidate. Kasi kinover ko briefly si Isko eh. And when you watch him speak, he enters a zone na parang, nasaan tayo ngayon? Ang galing niya magsalita. Tapos umabot siya sa punta sa akin na kinocover ko sa parang kailangan ko pang kurutin yung sarili ko na huwag ka maniwala sinasabi niyo. Huwag ka maniwala ka agad sa akin sinasabi. <laughs> His voice is good, pero huwag ka maniwala. How do you deal with it? Especially with the campaign. Totally agree na when you when you listen to Isko, you're really transported. Kasi iba yung ano eh, iba yung dating niya. Parang may mix of sincere pero showbiz quality na ang pino-pino niya, syempre guwapo. Tapos yung mga sinasabi niya, parang may driven by a purpose eh. Parang hindi siya empty. Like you can feel na mayroon siyang personal hugot. And I guess that's how he's able to weave a magic, a magical speech na parang if I if I ask people around me, yung talagang ano, parang bigay, parang nadala talaga sila ng speech ni Isko. So the way I manage it, parang I know that part of it is artifice. Like just the awareness na may artifice dyan kasi hindi naman lahat dyan parang rooted in reality. Like very, very, um, the magic itself, diba? It's not, it's it comes from the fact na hindi siya, na ang ganda-ganda niyang isipin pero hindi siya proven in reality. So I'm not saying na liars are anything pero more of, ano, ano ka lang, parang hyper-aware na meron rin siyang Niyan propaganda pero parang may agenda yung sinasabi niya. Like yung mga yung yung kaniyang rant about Robredo and Marcos, yung elitist politics nila, parang oh it sounds so tama tama, 'di ba? Parang fight elitist politics, but at the same time, alam mo na sinasabi niya yun kasi sila yung dalawang rivals na ahead of him in surveys. So, 'di ba? Bakit ba hindi niya pinagtatrupan si Pacquiao? Ba hindi niya pinagtatrupan si Lacson? Kasi hindi naman threat sila as of now. So, yun lang yung awareness na it's what he's saying is happening in in a you know in a historical context in a a context where he wants to win and go getter si Isko he knows what buttons to press so you just have to be aware that he is pressing those buttons um with you know an end in mind so para sa kanya lang parang just alam mo lang yung context ng sinasabi niya mm-hmm. motive talaga mm-hmm. alam mo so, tama din so, sorry. sorry? O, alam mo tama din yun, Tia, yung sinasabi mo na parang binabanatan. Kasi I remember during October 2021 when I first got the assignment to cover Leoti, medyo mabait pa sila kay, ano, kay, kay Robredo kasi, of course, they're still part of the opposition. And then I remember Leoti saying na parang 
Chino Bredo daw yung hindi enabler among all the candidates. But now, listening to De Guzman and Bellio, pinabanata na nila. Bellio even said na parang yung rosas na yan, yung asul na yan, yung blue na yan, yung pula na yan. Ano lang yan, mga slogan lang yan. Kailangan natin democratic socialism. So talagang tama yun. No? It, it really makes sense kasi talagang sila yung behind sa surveys among all the candidates that we have today. Oh, kasi kailangan mo na magano eh. You have to position yourself na uh, against everyone else. So, de, so y- yung yung tanong ko nga kasi parang nanabanggit nga natin paulit-ulit 'di ba? Parang kumbaga ito yung grand opening. Grand opening naging naging tindahan sila. Parang kung kumbaga ito yung grand opening ng campaign. Pero ang haba pa nito, guys. Napagod bigla. I mean, it's a, it's a 90-day campaign. Going back to what Pia said earlier, di ba? Parang kung malungkot yung kick-off ni Rodrigo Duterte noong 2016, napaka-opposite naman yung nang- nangyayari sa kampanya um, by election day. So I'm just wondering, like, for your tandems, for your, the candidates that you cover, like, what are what should our viewers, what should our readers watch out for? And what are you watching out for personally? Like, given the tone that they set uh, during the kick-off. I can start sa aking mga lolo. <laughs> sa aking mga lolo. Sa mga senador natin. Titos naman. Titos <laughs> naman, sabi mo, eh, di ba sabi mo, actual age 7. Titos naman. And technically, lolo na sila pareho. May mga apo na sila. Tito Lacson. But our senators, um, kayo na tinanong ko sila about surveys wherein sabi ko kay Lacson, single digit ka pa rin, sir. Paano ba yan? Parang hindi tumatalab yung inyong messaging at sinasabi nyo kasi from the start na ano ano tayo stick tayo sa platform gusto ko seryoso pa rin and nakaku- nakatanggap naman kasi din siya ng feedback eh marami na ako nakita mga tao na impressed kay Lacson sa Jessica Soho interview Boyabonda interview and umaas si Lacson na tumaas yung kanyang rating pero mukha from the leak service that we saw earlier today parang hindi tumalab at sinabi ko yun sa kanya sabi niya we will stick to it at saka ito yung magandang sinabi niya siguro kanina parang handa na siyang patalo Ready siyang matalo. Sabi niya kahit anong, kahit anong mangyari, panalo na rin ako sa akin kasi inilabas ko yung aking gusto sabihin. At kung makikinig man ng Pilipino o hindi, ginawa ko yung aking kailangan gawin. At yun yung pangangampanya. At siguro kung hindi handa mga butante, very US ano yun, di ba? Parang nababasa ko to sa US articles, yung mga politika doon, politicians doon kung natatalo sila. Maybe the voters were not ready. The electorate was not ready. Yun yung parang sinabi ka nila Lacson effectively na baka hindi handa ang Pilipino para sa atin kung yun yung nangyari. Pero patuloy pa rin ang pangangampanya nila, mas level-headed. Siguro here and there, maglalabas pa rin ng itbulaga cast member si Soto. Pero as far as the main event, which is so- Lacson and Soto mismo, mm. they will still stick to their platforms. And it might be repetitive. Pinointaw dito ni Bea dun sa usapan natin sa chat ata, eh, na parang it gets repetitive. And uh, yeah. paulit-ulit na siya. So that's that's what you can count on the Lacson-Soto campaign. It's repetitive, but for them, it's consistent. And they will fight for it mm-hmm. until the end. Para sa akin, with Isko, I'm really waiting to see how he'll react if Duterte ends up bashing him. Kasi diba, mm-hmm. si Duterte nagbanta siya na I will reveal controversies about each candidate. So, what if isa yun, like yung pinakakorrupt, what if sabihin niya si Isko yun, diba? So, paano mag, mag-recalibrate ng strategy si Isko? Because his campaign is spectacularly risky mm-hmm. in the sense that it is hinged on Duterte's support, which we know is extremely unreliable, diba? Like, kahit sabihin niya tomorrow na, oh, I'm voting for Isko, I endorse Isko, what 
what what can what can keep him from taking that back in April? <laughs> so, parang, talaga, you're really going to put your your faith in the hands of Duterte, who's the most diba, parang mercurial person. So scary talaga. So I'm really thinking like mag ba ng parang point where he starts to side with Robredo. Kasi nga, parang in a way, because of this parang strategy, diba? Like, nawawalan siya ng personality. Maganda naman kasi yung, pinag, yung kanyang um, origin na parang I'm the middle mayor, effective leadership, may may receive, etc. So if he had only, I don't know, if he, if he were to stick to that messaging and maybe not so much promote the fact that he's he wants Duterte to support him, baka less, it would put his campaign in a less riskier position than it is now. Mm-hmm. Ako for me for Robredo ang inaabangan ko ngayon sa kanya knowing kasi that right after their launch dito sa Bicol ang susunod na lang pinupuntahan na yung mga probinsya at mga lugar na hindi masyadong malakas si VP Lenny. Case in point Batangas sila today ang um, sinusuportahan ni Governor si Bongbong tapos ang mga rektor si Isko but she's still there. Um, and so for me as a campaign reporter I'm watching out how is she going to show that she stands a chance in these areas where you know the local lords, the local leaders are supporting somebody else. And that's where the kakampinks, the, the volunteers are coming in. And I'm also tinitignan ko sino yung mga politiko na willing to come out uh, for VP Lenny as early as now. Kasi yung extra factor pa dito kay VP Lenny, she's the opposition to the current administration. And, you know, for the other candidates are para dun sa mga hardcore DDS Si VP Lenny talaga completely out of out of their choices pero mas palatable for them si Isko, si Ping, si Manny. And so I'm very interested to see who are the local leaders willing to go out um, and support VP Lenny. Ako din one thing unique about the Robredo campaign is yung volunteer movement ka. And for me it's becoming apparent that meron ding local politics talaga coming into play and something that the Robredo campaign team needs to manage very well because even if their volunteers are wholeheartedly supporting VP Lenny they they have their own local candidates they are supporting that may not necessarily be the candidate that VP Lenny thinks she should be endorsing or maybe they would want VP Lenny to endorse yung bet nila for mayor sa city or sa municipality nila pero VP Lenny can do that because you know there's going to be complications with the other person running for that local post and so I am looking out kung how, how these local politics will be assessed and will be handled by the Robredo campaign team Siguro para sa Pacquiao um, yung mga susunod na sorties ni Senator Pacquiao no? I think uh, important na makita no? kung paano niya talaga matatranslate yung votes na gusto niya kasi ang ang point ng ang point ng campaign niya ngayong first few months ay uh, magsisimula muna sa Mindanao and then Visayas kasi ang gusto niya nga kaya niya kaya siya tumatakbo sa PromD and um, yung alliance sila with MP3 and um, PTB laban siya diba tas PromD and then MP3 alliance so kaya siya tumatakbo under PromD kasi ang gusto niya talaga ay makonsolidate yung votes ng Visayas and Mindanao so I think it's important to check kung ano yung mga susunod na mangyayari in areas like na openly nag-endorse na rin sa frontrunner na si ano, Bongbong Marcos so yun yung isa sa mga pwede nating um, abangan sa mga susunod na araw. And aside from that, meron din kasi siyang uh, pabahay, no? meron siyang housing program. And itong housing program na to, I think important to kasi 
gusto niya talagang ipakita na hindi na siya puro salita no itong mga uh, promises na, na sinasabi niya eh nagawa niya na daw uh, using his own money so meron siyang mga groundbreaking and uh, meron siyang uh, mga media tour na lalabas pa in, in the coming days and sabi niya kasi pinaplano niya daw na magtayo pa sa Cavite, Batangas ay Cavite, Batangas and Cebu so yung three areas na yun yung gusto pa raw niyang patayuan so let's see kung madadagdagan pa yung other areas na yun kasi so far ang meron siya talaga marami sa Sarangani and sa Jensen. And siguro dagdag ko lang, no? Meron siya sa Uganda. So I think medyo interesting to for me na nagpatayo siya sa Uganda for Africans. Kasama ng... Wow. Uh, actually, first, siya yung parang unang initiative niya talaga yun. Tapos parang may other athletes na lang na nakisama sa kanya. So, sinasabi niya nga kung meron na siya sa Uganda, what more pa? Kung ano pa yung kaya niyang gawin po naging president So, yun yung mga kailangan natin tingnan in the comments. Yeah, very, very Miss Universe ni Manu. <laughs> Yung Uganda, no? Anyway, yung sa akin naman, ang inaabangan ko so far ay paano nila matatranslate yung votes? Yung paano nila matatranslate yung labor force sa votes? Kasi the labor vote has 50 million votes, di ba? We have around 50 million voters in the Philippines, but only 1 million is organized. So I asked them about it. How are you going to translate it in 90 days? And very, very optimistic sila. I must say, ambitious and optimistic sila about it translating the labor vote. Problem din yun kung paano nila matatranslate yun. Kasi imagine, um, the labor sector, the KMU, under the Makabayan Black, has already pledged, of course, their vote to Larry Robredo, of course. Kasi somewhat, ano sila, kapartner nila yun uh, under na sinery culminaries ng isang bayan coalition. At the same time, Sani Matula, yung labor uh, block ni Sani Matula, ay already promised around 2 million votes for Lenny Robredo. So it's a, ch- it's a big challenge mm-hmm. for the De Guzman and Bellio Tandem to get their real votes. Kasi last time, pang 38 lang si Calio di sa 2019 Senate election. So it's really the challenge for them, especially that they don't have the machinery. And sabi nila, hindi naman daw sila nag-realize sa pera nagre-rely sila sa organic mass movements, organic mobilizations nila doon sa ground ng mga tao, ng mga supporters nila, ng mga laborers at ng mga workers. So, inyo yun inaabangan natin. So, ako yung rep ng unity. Rep ng unity. De, clearly, obviously, Marcos Jr. and Sara Duterte, they're the team to beat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's both a good thing kasi sobrang, ang laki ng gap, especially for Marcos Jr., right? Sa, sa next na presidential candidate na but it's that's also quite intimidating kasi kumbaga this is yours to lose na at least if you take a snapshot no of um February 2021 like right now or the last service na uh, nag-leak na hindi sila officially released no so why is that scary because that means all the other candidates target will be you kasi ikaw yung nasa taas eh di ba parang well it depends some candidates might want to tar- uh, shoot down Uh, perhaps to get votes from the next can- the candidate next to them. So, yun, parang kumbaga may, may target na kasi sila nga yung uh, two frontrunners. They're the, they're the leaders. Pero syempre, bukod din doon, di ba, parang yung disqualification case against former Senator Marcos may breaking tie right before he started airing this. So, pero pero I want to focus lang on the, the campaign itself. Like, like what challenges or things that we want, we, we are definitely like paying attention to. Another is that the debates. Nagsabi na si Senator Marcos through his spokesperson na I think they prefer, instead of debates, they prefer one-on-one interviews. But then like when the Comelec debates roll around, like won't there be clamor for him to join that? Like will it, di ba parang, so parang hindi natin alam kung anong uh, mangyayari sa part na yan. And then, yun nga, because they're the candidates to beat at this point, 
the scrutiny will be intense or it, it, it would expectedly be intense like from the media, from their rivals also. And then finally, kasi naalala ko rin yung 2016, yung tanong ko when I was covering um, the former Secretary Mar Rojas and um, then Representative Robredo, uh, eventually the VP, no? yung tanong nun is, can daang matuwid win an election? So can continuity, can the promise of continuity uh, win an election? The answer is yes and no. The standard bearer lost, but the vice presidential candidate won. Ito naman yung tanong natin is, can unity and good vibes, but is that enough to win a Philippine election? If the elections were held today, clearly we, we know who would win, they would win. Pero parang masustain mo ba yung unity message na yun? 490, that's a lot. That's a long, long time. Like, so many things can happen. Either external things, like things that happen to them and things that they do. So, yun, parang marami pa rin, marami pa rin kaabang-abang talk about the unity. Yes. Yun. So, uh, that ends our second episode of Campaign Convos. Pero ang ang layo-layo pa ng ating nadaanin, I mean, 90 days is just a, is just starting and ang dami pang kailangan i-unpack, ang dami pang pwede mangyari, like Bea said, and so many questions remain unanswered. And we are going to be here at Campaign Convos to help you get through it all, like wade through the noise and understand what's happening. So again, maraming salamat. Thanks for joining us and till the next episode. For this episode's End I Quote segment, Here's an excerpt from Rambo Talabong's questioning during a press briefing of presidential bet Panfilo Lacson and his running mate Tito Soto on February 8. Talabong asks them about members of their senatorial slate who appear to be supporting the tandem of Bongbong Marcos and Sara Duterte. This is a problem that they are doing everything but say that they are endorsing them. They're standing with another candidate, raising their hands. Hindi lang nila sinasabi na endorso, pero sa pictures, sa video, mukhang ini-endorso. Hindi okay ko ba problema to? Sa akin, etong analogy, sinabi sa'yo, hindi kita mahal, ito yung mahal ko. Ano gagawin mo? Doon ka na lang. <laughs> pero kung walang sinasabi, Sumasama doon, wala pa naman siya ginagawa, sumasama pa doon. Hindi naman siya sinasabi. That's all for this episode. Catch us again next week.